Have you ever noticed how big a part listening plays in the process of communication? When you don't listen, the communication process breaks down. You know, developing good listening skills uh, will help you in the spiritual side and the natural side of life. But especially when you listen carefully to God's word, you might learn some things that help you be successful. The ability to listen will pay great dividend. Mark Twain said, wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you would have rather talked. Listening is a skill that we need to learn both in natural and spiritual, as I said a while ago. In both, both scenarios, it will help you have a better life. Now let's look at and realize that God is a great communicator in the word. You know, we have to get in the word, hear the word. Proverbs 1, 5 says, now I'm going to read these. I'm going to read this from New King James and the NLT, several of these. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. That's the King James. I'll read the King James first, then the NLT. Let the wise listen to those proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. Proverbs 4.10. Hear my son and receive my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. Right there's the way you're going to get long life with the Lord. My child, listen to me. Do as I say and you'll have a long good life. Proverbs 5.7. And let's see, therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. So, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Proverbs eight thirty three. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not disdain it. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Incline your ear, ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. Listen to the words of the wise, apply your heart to my instructions. Now, as we continue to read this, 2319 in Proverbs, hear my son and be wise. Guide your heart in the ways. My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart right heart on the right course. Now, I want you to notice all of these verses and I got it. I knocked that box out of the deal. Let me pick it up. I had it on the wrong shelf. Okay. I believe these verses show about listening. I think it also shows understanding. Listening is one thing, understanding is another, and doing is another. You know, many people that know knew Dad. Uh, now everybody thought he was a talker because he, when he got, 
if you get him talking about the Bible or get him in the pulpit, he could he would talk. Other than that, he did he he wasn't he wasn't a real talker. And uh, when he was with a group of people, unless he knew them really really well, he'd just sit and listen. Even when he knew more than the people that were, he was listening to. He told me one time, he said, learn the value of listening, especially to the word of God and to other ministers that are older than you in the ministry, not chronologically. And that's what he did. He told me that I I listened quite a bit when I was associate pastor, 28 years old, my father-in-law down there in Garland at Southside Assembly, we go to meetings he was real high in the district and also in the section and i'd go to meetings with him i didn't say nothing i just sat there and listen because these guys had been in some of these guys been in the ministry longer than i was old and if you listen to somebody you can learn something from somebody it seems like in the this day and age we're living in now the young people and that's one thing i i'm really glad about our rhema students this year I mean, the young ones, they have been really, really intense in learning, listening. Uh, but it seems like the, the norm in our gen- generation, the, the kids now, they don't want to listen to anything the old people have to say. But <clears throat> that's not so with these kids that are graduating tonight and the others that are in first second year. So... Tonight, I'm going to say, if you keep hearing the word, it'll change your life. That's my title. Now, I want to read to you from Peter. I'm going to read from the NLT from 2 Peter 1.12. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep reminding you as long as I live. Now, like it said, you probably already know this, but I'm going to remind it anyway. Actually, not uh, being a willing listener limits what you can learn. Now, how many of you have ever been talking to somebody... And it become very apparent to you they weren't really listening. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. And it was a problem in the communication. And later, especially if you was trying to explain something to them, they didn't know what to do. Now, the Bible instructs us to be a ready listener. James 1, 19. So, my beloved brother, let every man be swift to hear and slow to, slow to wrath. Now, the Amplified Classic says it this way. Understand this, my beloved brother. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. This verse, I think, shows us that we need to be a ready hearer or listener more than a talker. You know, if you keep hearing the word over and over again, it'll change your life. Now, let's look at some things here. Hearing the word of God will increase your faith. We all know that. Like I told you, I'm not going to tell you anything I don't know. You don't know 
but I'm going to remind you of it. And then what you church people need to realize that we got new people coming in all the time that might not understand all of it the way you do because they haven't been here that long. So it's good. It's good for you to to hear it again too. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, if you're going to make any progress, you're going to have to have faith. You know, a lot of people want to get more faith. Some people even pray for it. And that's not the way you get faith because the Bible said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now it's good to pray. I'm not minimizing prayer in the least, but you know, there's sometimes that people are praying when they don't need to be praying. They need to be listening to the word. Or there's another time that people are praying when they ought to be praising. Hello. If you've already prayed and asked for it, then don't pray again. Begin to praise God for it. That's, that's your faith. That's the way your faith works. Okay, let's go on. You know, dad was known for his faith. And a lot of people say, oh, I wish to have faith like Brother Hagin. Well, are we willing to do what he did to get it? I happen to know when he first started reading the Bible, when he was on the bed of affliction, he looked and he saw old and new and he said, well, I'm going to start in the new. And I happen to know that he, he quit after that because the Lord told him he was getting prideful about it because he had talked about it. But I know that he read the New Testament through over 150 times. I don't know how many times he read the whole Bible through. You see, if you want strong faith, you got to get in the word. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word. You know, before he left that last church in Van, I was in the third grade when he left, went out, never pastored again. I would, I had a little bed over in the corner of the living room, a half bed, and because the parsonage was small, my sister and my cousin's sister had a bedroom, and mom and dad had a bedroom, and I had a little old half bed there in what was the part of the living room, and he had a desk over in the corner. I don't know how many times I would go to sleep, and he's sitting at that desk. And mom wake me up for school and he's still sitting at that desk reading and studying. You want to, you want to have strong faith? Get in the word. Now look at this. And, and, and so many times it, in the word, it says this, but I'm just going to use this one, one, one verse. I mean, one incident It's several places. It says, in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb and never walked. That's the 14.8 Acts. The man heard Paul speaking. Paul observed him intently, seeing that he had faith to be healed, said to him in a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and walked. I want you to notice he heard Paul speaking before he ever got healed. Speaking caused faith to come. And I'm sure Paul was talking about healing. I don't know what he's talking about. The Bible doesn't tell us. But he, he had to be talking about what Peter was talking about in Acts 10, 10, 38, when he said how God anointed Jesus and that was the Holy Ghost power and went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. 
You see, this is true today. After you hear the word, then faith comes. Sometimes we need to repeatedly hear the word over and over and over again because if you keep hearing the word, it'll change your life. Hearing the word puts you in a position to receive healing. We just read that scripture, but I want to read some more here. Luke 5:15. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their in- infirmities. Now, look at Luke 6:18. And he came down with them and stood on a level place, level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. I want you to notice that here in these two instances of Jesus' ministry, the priority was on listing first and then the healing. You know, if people would repeatedly listen to the word about whatever it is that they need, they would increase their faith for that area you see you you I've, I've been with my dad a lot of times and people say well brother Hagan, would you pray with me about this or that or something else and uh, he'd say well what scripture are you standing on well, I don't know I just know I want I need this and uh, dad would tell him say go this this is more when he was in the church, pastoring. Go read the scripture concerning this need that you have. Then come back to me and I'll pray with you. I have seen too many people want the a need, healing, or whatever it is. And they come and their attention is come to church. And their attention and their focus is entirely on the need they want and they don't want to listen to the to the word in fact some of them get impatient because uh, the preacher going too long and they want they want to they want to get their their need met i believe that these verses are showing us that we need the word concerning whatever need we have before we Go praying for the need. Hello. Now, you know, the word, hearing the word, and I'm talking about hearing the word, and hearing will change your life. Hearing the word puts you in a position, or maybe I should say it this way, enables you to do what the word says for you to do. Have you ever noticed when you're reading God's word, that a lot of times the receiving depends on you doing something. Anybody ever noticed that before? Yeah. Faith, the Bible says, without action is dead. James says faith without works is dead, but action is the same thing. Now look at this in Matthew seven twenty four. 
here, and we read it from both King, New King James and the NLT. Okay, here we go. Now, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, hearing, hear, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Now, NLT says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. I mean, won't be wise. Then follow the word. We'll, we'll follow it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rush and the wind beats against the house it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock but anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it 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 is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rains and flood come the wind beats against it it collapses with a mighty crash i want you to notice here Hearing the sayings of the Lord, hearing what he has to say, what he has to teach us, and then doing it, following it. See, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. You know, hearing the word is necessary so that you will do the right thing. Now, I've seen this happen in a few years of ministry. People will come in and they'll act, they come and they get born again, but then they continue in the same lifestyle. And somebody asked me about that. I said, well, number one, they continue in the same lifestyle because they never come back and hear the word of God that will change them on the inside. See, you can, you can change somebody on the outside, but they got to change on the inside. Some on the inside working on the outside, what a change in my life. Did you know you can take an old mule? You can polish his hoofs. You can get his coat looking really pretty and smooth. And you put him in a starting gate with with a racehorse that just come out off out of the pasture. It's all dirty and scruffy, hasn't been groomed at all. And that bell rings, that racehorse, it will take off. That mule won't. You know why? Because of what's on the inside. It's on the inside of that racehorse. To run. That's that's what he is trained for. I was reading one time. I don't know for this a fact. I just I was reading it. And somebody, some guy was saying it was a fact. But in the early early days, the fire wagon used to be pulled by horses. Anybody ever look at see pictures of that? Well, he was saying. That those horses that they had used in there, if they would tire them, if they were out in the pasture and they heard that bell start ringing, they'd take off running. Because that was what was put in them. When they hear that bell, they're supposed to go. Right? 
You see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why we need to keep hearing the word over and over and over again because it gets on the inside of us and then it causes us to act the way we're supposed to act and do what we're supposed to do. Anybody getting anything out of this? See, if you, if you notice as we're looking at this, it's first hear the word and then do the word. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you keep hearing the word, it'll change your life. Now look at, look at, look at James 1.25. Now I realize that most of you don't read a whole lot from Pastor James. Why did I call him Pastor James? Because he pastored the church in Jerusalem. That's why. And he is pretty strong. He says here, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now the NLT says it, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Hello? You see, what you heard, what you heard about giving and receiving, what you heard about giving your tithe, what you heard about giving offerings, it says here, and don't forget what, what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Oh, got quiet there now, isn't it? You see, as we begin to look at all this, we begin to say, see, that hearing the word puts us in a position for all of the promises of God become a part of our life. Now I want to go to the natural side here a little bit. A lot of you, a lot of people want promotion and they want raises and so forth. Well, find out how your company operates, what they do, and then start doing what you need to do. I had a buddy that I went to high school with. He's my buddy down in Garland. And he went to work at Texas Instruments right out of high school. Well, he had been working there for quite some time. And he realized that this guy was fixing to retire. But they had on the application that you had to have a college degree for that position. So, but he applied for it anyway. And he's, well, he's, he knew it was coming up. So he started learning everything there was to do in that position. And then, uh, as the man was getting ready to retire, he's, he, he began to lean on him a little bit because he saw that he was really coming on. And so he retired. And so they came down to him and said, Hey, Jerry, uh, we'd like for you to step in this position. And uh, they, he said, Well, I don't have a college degree. I started working here at Texas Instruments right out of high school. They said, Yeah, but you know how to do the job. And you're qualified because you have learned 
what the job is all about. He got the promotion and some of his buddies that was working with him, they were really upset at him. And he told them, he said, if you'll start learning some of these, uh, these positions and, and just quit being here doing your six and seven, you'll get promoted too. See, so that's in the natural. In the natural, you got to, you got to listen and learn and do. In the word of God, you got to listen and learn and, and perform. Hello. Mark 4:24 says, then he said to them, take heed of what you hear with the same measure you use it. It will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given. Now let's read that in the NLT. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. You want, you want to get more? Well, get in the word of God and get more of it in you. Now look at Luke 18, uh, 8, 18. Luke 8, 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has to, whoever has to more, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Now the NLT says, so pay attention how you hear. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. But those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. That's pretty strong. See here, this, this verse is telling us to be careful on, on what you hear, how you hear, because both are vitally important. You notice, if you don't hear the right thing, you won't do the right thing. If you don't hear right, you won't believe right. There's a man that's named Kenneth Hagin, got a book out there called Right and Wrong Thinking. Anybody ever read it? If you've never read that little book, you need to go, you need to go get it and read it because it goes right, right along what I'm talking about tonight. And where do you think I learned it? I grew up in his house. I, I lived in his house. You know, I've told this before. I'm going to tell it again. I had a guy tell me, oh, it's been about, oh, four years ago now, maybe five. Come up to him and said, you know, you, you do a pretty good job preaching, but said, you, you don't even know what your dad believed. You, you don't even preach like him. And I sort of looked at him for a minute. He said, yeah, I've listened to all his tapes and, and uh, all read the books and said, I know exactly what he believed in. You preach pretty good, but not, 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 you don't believe like him. And by that time, I'm a Texan and I, I'm sort of like old Peter. I'm, <laughs> I get sort of uh, pretty quick. And it, that, it grind, that was grinding on me. So you know what I did? I looked him straight in the eye and I said, let me ask you a question. Do you have his DNA? Did you live in his house for 18 years? I went to service. I was born on a Sunday and I was in his church the next Sunday. 
And I guarantee you, I've been in more meetings with him than you have ever been. And I don't know what he believed. I think that you need to do a double take and get out of here. Because I was about ready to unload on him, really. But, uh, you know, people try to tell me stuff. They come up at me and tell me, well, this is what your dad believed. And I said, no, it's not. Go read the book. You, you're putting your own interpretation to it. Now, that brings me to what I'm going to say right now. That's the way some people read the Bible. And they read it with their glasses, colored glasses on. So it reads like they want it to read. No, God said it. He meant it. And that's it. Hello? Notice this when we read in these scriptures, the person that does not hear correctly does not do correctly. You've got to hear right so your thinking is right. Let me wind this up. I got about five minutes. So I'll just wind it up. I believe that if you'll continually check yourself and say, hey, what's my word level? Where's my word level at? You see, how many of you get in your car and drive and you never look at your fuel level? No. Nine times out of 10, every time you start that car, you will notice the fuel level. Am I right or wrong? Well, you know what? We need to continue to check our word level. Where is our word level? How much word have we been taking in? How much word have we really listened to? Now, don't stay with me, man. Did you know you can listen but not hear? Hello. Or maybe I should say it the other way around. Really, you can hear but not listen. Probably would be the best way to say it. Because I guarantee you that if you're watching sports on TV like I do, that's about all I watch, and a commercial comes on, you hear it, but it's not registering because you're not interested in it. Many people grab the word and they start reading the word and they, oh, I got to hurry up and do this because I got to go do this and I got to go do that. So they start reading the word real fast. They might as well not even done it because they're not getting one thing out of it except they can say, oh, I read the word today. But did you read the word so you listen to what the word says so you can live in line with what the word said to do? Hearing the word will change your life. Heavenly Father, I just talked to these people for a few minutes tonight on something that most of them know. But help us all to continue to keep our word level at a high level. May each of us continue to hear the word and do the word and receive all the blessings that belong to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Everybody stand up. 
I know I've just talked about things that you've heard before, but I talked about it a little differently probably than you've ever heard it because I'm, I'm like Craig. I talk, I talk differently. You know, every generation has their own way of saying things. My dad had a way of saying it. I say the same thing about faith, but I do it a little different. Craig and Denise, they talk about faith, but they do it a little differently than I do. Why? Because we're all individuals and we all live in a different generation. But the word of God is still the same, no matter whether you talk about it in your generation or talk about it in my generation. Hello. Say it with me. Hearing the word will change my life all the time. Every time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, trust I, trust I reminded you of some things that maybe you hadn't thought about in a while tonight. Listen, if you happen to be with us tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal savior, before you leave, we want you to. Or you might be here and you say, hey, I know what it is to serve God, but you know, I've just got off course and I need to rededicate my life. Or you might say, I'm born of the spirit, but I've never been filled with the spirit. And I'm talking about what it says in Acts chapter two, verse number four, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues, spirit gave them utterance. If that's you on any one of those three invitations, our prayer team is down here, the ladies over here, the men over here. If you'll come as we're dismissed, come down here, they'll pray with you and you won't leave here like you came in Jesus name. If you need prayer for anything, you want somebody to pray with you about anything, Come down. They will pray with you. All right. Remember, Friday night is graduation here, 7 p.m. Everybody's invited. Sunday morning right here, 10 o'clock. Come believe it. Come expecting. Connection team, find our first-time guests. Take them out to the lobby. We want to give you a special gift. And once again, if you're looking for a church home, what do we say, church? Welcome home. Come on and join us. We have a great time around here. Just serving God and enjoying life, both naturally and spiritually. All right. Shake hands with somebody and say, I don't know about you, but I'm going to keep my word level up. God bless you. We'll see you Friday night and Sunday morning. God bless.